Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to McChesney Unchained, a new show on the DNBR Podcast Network. Before we jump into it, we want you to know that this is a little different than our other shows. Matt McChesney is going to give you an uncensored take on what's going on in the football world, and if you have kids around, you may want to listen to this at another time. McChesney's opinions do not represent those of DNBR, but they are real, and they come from a CU legend who spent six years battling in the NFL trenches. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. Everybody, even the Nets fans are under feet. Look out! And the Lakers leave 82-80. Classic Bryant. The slam dunk by Kobe Bryant to give the Lakers the lead. Can he get it off in time on the run? Off the glass, did it! He did it again! Amazing! Kobe is just wanted for the Lakers. Go look at it. With half a minute to play, Bryant for the lead. And welcome to a somber episode, episode 62 of McChesney Unchained on the DNVR Podcast Network. Check out everything at thednbr.com. Uh, I am your host, as always, Matt McChesney, a little gruff. I've been on the Dungeon family's ass all morning since 5 a.m. this morning. We've had coaches in here all day, and it's been pretty awesome. All morning? All morning, man. It's We've 6 o'clock, it's and 6 you've been screaming down throats That's right. as soon as I walked in. <laughs> Get your ass moving! Sorry, I just had a little flashback. The voice you just heard is the boss man, Mr. Brandon Spanner, who's going to be sitting here in studio at 6-0 Studios over here at the Football Academy that is 6-0 Strength and Fitness. Check it out, 60strength.com. Um, we opened up the show today with the with the with a little bit of Kobe Bryant clips, about a minute of just some of the most famous calls. Hats off to Andre for putting that together for us. But you know, I I before we get started on anything else, um let's just talk about this, okay? Because I yeah. don't want it to linger the whole show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. terrible. No, this this is one of those um, you always remember where you were at the time things, right? I mean, we were in here on, on Sunday, in here closing up the shop, getting ready to close up the day, and all the kids were working out, guys were in here grinding hard and you know, the Mamba Kobe is is a topic of conversation in this room. We talked about competitors and finishers and guys with high athletic character and 
You know, one of his most famous quotes ever is, I don't have anything to do with lazy people. I don't know how you think. I don't like you. I don't want to be around you. And that's how I feel on a daily basis. I hate lazy motherfuckers. I hate them with a passion. I know you hate them, Spano. They have no place in society these days, man. If you're lazy, you don't, you're, you're not honoring yourself. And that's the worst kind, in my opinion. Self-deception is the worst kind. So... To lose Kobe Bean Bryant, that 41 years old, and his daughter on top of it, man, just... Unbelievable. I mean, it really crushed me, and I cried like a girl about it for about a good eight hours. I couldn't I've even get never myself been, together. I have never had... For me, personally... I don't, even, I don't know Kobe. I've right, never met him I before. don't ever... I'm never impacted by celebrity deaths, athletes. I mean... I mean, I say I, it sucks. That's terrible. Right, that's, no, you know, absolutely. I mean, I'm like, whoa, much, you know, right? like, oh, Robin Williams, yeah, like, I remember that. Sucks. Like, Anthony Bourdain, yeah. like, I remember those. But then this one was like, boom! Dude, I mean, this one nailed me. It hurt me. I was in the grocery store with my son. It rehashed shit for me. I got now. a notification... I looked at it and I just said, wow. And I put it away thinking like, that's crazy. And But then something in my body was yeah, just like. that's what I'm saying. I looked, I looked at it again. I said, Kobe fucking Bryant? Died. What? In a helicopter crash. when he And like to hear like the cops grounded all helicopters and he still flew. And then to look at the pattern of the helicopter and like they did circles for fucking 12 minutes or something it was just this crazy circumstance and nine people lost their lives it's just it's an awful circumstance and, wow. and i know i'm not i don't mean to rehash bad shit here no man, but no no it really rehashed bad feelings for me of like losing my brothers and oh, like, did it? yeah it really brought me back to a place that i haven't been in a while because it, yeah. i had that same pit feeling in my stomach like something awful just happened and i can't do shit about it but eat it and I've never in my life been affected by somebody I don't know like this. You know what I felt like was uh, I, I was telling the guys at, back at, at the office um, yesterday, you know, because someone called it a celebrity death. And I said, even calling it a celebrity death seems disingenuous. I feel like this is this is like what I told them was like, I feel like this is like ancient Greece and Zeus died. Yeah, this you know is, what I this, mean? This sucks. This is like, this is like a demigod died. This is, like, this, this is, is a different... This, it's like a different category. I, I can only, look, I'm not trying to say that Kobe Bryant is like a, a leader in the 60s. He's not JFK or Martin Luther King or Malcolm X, but he's a leader. And he's a leader of, of he's his He's a point zero zero one percent. Exactly. And so were those men. And to lose a man like Kobe in the prime of his life, right after he got done playing, he just won a fucking Academy Award for God's sakes. And just for his daughter to go with him like that is just, it's awful. So, look, hats off to the Mamba, brother. It was such a fucking pleasure watching you dominate on the court and in life. I mean, you're such an inspiration to me and so many others. And anybody that has anything negative to say about Kobe, fuck you, dude. You're a I, chump. I was going to ask you this You're a question. Fucking asshole, I, I, dude. I wanted to <laughs> get your ass kicked real quick, dog. Come on down to six zero. Let me bitch stomp I, your only ass. Only you could turn this segment into that. But um, I was going to ask you. Yeah. Um, you know, there was one other. There was one other athlete death that hit me pretty hard. Patty Tillman. Um, actually, I was going to name Pat a different Tillman one. Hit me hard. You know, mine was Derek Thomas. Oh my God, Derek Thomas made me cry like a girl. Derek he was Thomas my was like, pra- he was I my mean, favorite player when I was a kid. Me too. It was Derek Thomas and Alfred Williams. Me too. And I used I, I to have like... such a problem with it because I was a Bronco fan. Oh, I was. And I'd be like, right. Derek Thomas would track down Elway, and I'd be like, Yes, what, what? 
Never mind. <laughs> that was Steve Atwater. I was like Steve Atwater and Derek Thomas. People are like, how is it Steve Atwater and Derek Thomas? I can't help I know, it. I like, the baddest dudes. I like the baddest dudes. Yeah, yeah. And, and DT DT died in a car wreck, not wearing a seatbelt on an icy road. And it, I agree. That was another one that yeah. made me cry like right, a girl. Right. I'm glad you brought it but up. But still, not this. This was like a worldwide thing. Yeah. This was crazy. That Pat Tillman dying was Pat awful. Tillman, and Pat that, hit, was that hit the NFL yeah. community hard. And. Hit the military hard, and it hit me even harder when you found out it was friendly fire that killed him, uh, unfortunately. But this, you're right, man. The Kobe death is something people are going to remember forever. And it's got, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Kobe Bryant Day comes along because it needs to be like a, a Kobe Bryant Day. Well, national people are holiday. talking about changing the logo from Jerry they West should. to Kobe Bryant. They should, man. They, whatever you got to do to honor the Mamba, honor him because, and damn it, he honored life. What I heard today is the Hall of Fame committee is waiving for the first time ever their grace period. Oh, he's getting in immediately. He's going in immediately. Good. So, I mean, that's going to be super emotional. The best, when they play Portland Friday night at Staples, it is going to be, they canceled the, the Clipper game. Oh, I can't the, even the imagine The Portland that. game on Friday night. Oh, I'm going to definitely watch it. I didn't even think about that. I just got chills, I'm going to be dude. crying like a girl, I'm sure. So, I'm sure the Super Bowl is going to be centered around Kobe Bean, and it should be. That's, that's one hell of a competitor. I'm getting kind of choked up talking about it right now, so we're going to move on. All right, this is episode 62 of McChesney Unchained on the DV, DNVR Podcast Network. Check it out. Go to thednvr.com and check out everything on the site. It is truly fucking incredible. Best content you can look at. You go and find the top six on there, all the film series stuff we did on the breakdowns. You can also find it at YouTube, at the Six Zero Academy uh, YouTube page. And remember to go on Twitter, follow me, at Six Zero Academy, and then also at uh, DNVR Unchained, and then follow Spano at... Brandon Spano, all one word. Kick-ass, all right. Dude, this... Is that not awesome? This is incredible. Yeah, Who my did boy, this? My boy, Kenny Kenzo's. Oh, Kinzo, Kinzo Customs, Customs did That's this? That's my dog right there. He made me that one. He made me wow. a jet one. Just now, like are it. all the ones that Look he uses on Twitter, are they? Oh, Look that's that that's, one. Yeah. that's the size that I imagine them being. That shit is hard, right? So Kenny, this I'll, put, one I'll put this on, on my Instagram dude. right now. So Kenny Kenzo Like, this Customs. sounds like I'm blowing this out of proportion. No, but this doesn't. is incredible. Got, you've got the so fucking play flag on here. We're rolling here, right? We're rolling in studio. And this is the first one Kenny brought me at at training camp and then I asked him to make me a big one and he brought me this shit and this is like a this full one is just unbelievable all the way it's got the C on it's got my tattoos on it it's got Tattoo. the visor all the McChesney on the back and he brought me a jet one that looks just it's like just it. sharper than your I got actual my, exactly that looks better than the real shit so I mean it's pretty fucking cool here on episode oh, 62 of McChesney man. and Chamber we're getting down Kenny Kenzo's in the house give me some I'm love homeboy you we need to go check to him out him. go check him out dude him, because dude. every He's single so fucking awesome. swinging dick down at the Bronco facility should have one of these. I think that's the best gift you can give a guy, honestly. So I was wondering, is this just a passion thing? Do people pay him for these? What is? How does he? I paid him for it. Hell yeah! Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he gave me this one out of the kindness of his and you, heart. And you were like, and I was like, holy shit, Kenny, one. dude! I gotta have more of these. And then he 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 busted out a jet one and that one, and I got him doing a big one of me in a Bronco uniform on O line because I played both ways. We gotta get him on a podcast. You gotta get him on the podcast. I agree. And then I'm trying to get him, and I, I you know we'll see who listens to the podcast, but I'm gonna get him to make a garland. One, a McGovern one, a Reisner one, a Jones one, all my guy Phil Lindsay, all my guys are in the league. I'm gonna get him to make one of them and then I'm gonna gift it to him. So it's pretty fucking awesome, man. The the Kenzo Customs, you this, know, check this, him out. He's on, I will uh, say this 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 looks like a right dope? tackle stance though. It's, well, it's, it's a right guard. Right guard. Go to Kenzo Customs, K-E-N-Z-O-S underscore customs on Instagram and check him out. 
He, I mean, he's the man. He does a great job. All right, so moving forward here on episode 62 of McChesney Unchained, uh, I am your host, Matt McChesney. That is Brandon Spano, the fucking boss man of DNVR. And DNVR, in my opinion, is the best you can get on the front range and in the country. They are kicking ass over there. So definitely log in and sign up and, and, and get some truth. Uh, all right, so uh, we move on from Kobe Bryant. Uh, and, and that's heartbreaking. And this is the six zero quick step. Go to six zero strength.com. Uh, and we're going to wrap up the contact period here um, for college football recruiting. And I'll just run off some names here real quick. But in the last two weeks, we've had CU, CSU, Wyoming, Nebraska, Texas A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas State, Kansas, UCLA, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Michigan, Eastern Michigan, New Mexico, New Mexico State, Arizona State, Arizona, Dartmouth, Penn, Penn State, Harvard, Wisconsin, what? the U, Fresno State, Florida State, Cal, and Fear the Tree, Stanford, in the house here at the gym looking at the oh. Dungeon family. We've had seven coaches wow. here alone. The wow. head coach from Eastern Michigan was in here for an hour and a half today. Coach Fry, the OC and offensive line coach from UCLA, was in here for an hour and a half today. They are looking at the Dungeon family hard. If you are a parent or a kid out there on the front range and you can play and you're not in this room, it is a red fucking flag. You better get your ass in here and get to work. 60strength.com is the website. And, and, and you know what? It's no, this is no ad. My son. Your son is part of the gym. I, young Meech is in here killing it. So. Look, it's a very hard atmosphere. We just, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but we just ran a pretty prominent player out of here in, in a half an evening. So we're not here to get along with everybody. We're here to get guys going in the right direction. Colorado is Hobby Football USA, and that is what we're trying to change here at the 6-0 Football Academy. Check it out, 60strength.com, at 6-0 Academy on Twitter and Instagram. As of right now, in the 2019 class, Cole Taylor committed to LSU. Reese Atterbury went to Michigan. Aiden Akiakaina went to Notre Dame. Carson Lee went to CU. Good guys. Brian Crespo went to Colorado State. Cam Smith went to Wyoming. Chase Lopez is South Dakota. Kai Anderson went to Quack Quack Ducks. Grant Stewartson is going to pick between Colorado State, Wyoming, and Washington State. Trey Zoon is picking between Oklahoma and Texas A&M, and there's so much more going on. Check it out, and we are I, fucking rolling. Yeah, I want to say this, and and I, boy, and I, you know, I hope this doesn't sound like a like a like a uh, it's just like the a truth. Knock, it's okay. but I felt like the chase going to South Dakota was underwhelming. Oh, I, it's so over underwhelming. He I, should absolutely be at CSU. He should be, yeah. But the fact that Chase Lopez and look, South Dakota laid it out. They gave him full cover. That's you don't usually get yeah. full cover in Missouri Valley. Usually they start about 70%. He got full cover, and they made him priority dime into the fucking class. So I, as a coach, I had to give him that advice, go there. Now, the fact that CSU and Wyoming and even CU, even CU did not bring Chase Lopez in and did not think that this guy could play at their level, Colorado State and Wyoming for specifically are going to regret this forever. Did they think he was a tweener or no, what? Is that, was that the thing? Look, they didn't bro, know what, he, I he can't really put it on Adazio, but I'll put it on Bobo. Colorado State for years did recruiting like this. Well, who else was offered him? And that's not the way you recruit Colorado. Every kid in here is developmental. Every swinging dick. If you don't, if I look at it like this, and this is what I tell every coach in the room, it's what I told everybody today, from Ohio State to Dartmouth, if you believe you can you can develop this kid, look at what I've done with him. I mean, there's a huge TV in the room. We airplay all of our stuff on it, and the coaches get to watch a ton of film. We get guys offered off the turf. 
We don't even need you to play. If you don't like your high school coach and they're not helping you, we will help you. You do not need permission to help yourself. This is fucking America. It's facts. So I say it to every single coach. If I can develop them at three or four times a week with no pads and turn them into this, what can you do with seven days a week and a full weight room staff and full position coaches and everything, all the amenities you have, what can you do with pads and all the, all the pressure or all the, all, the, uh, all, the, all the professional things that you have there to get him right? What could you do? Sure. So I look at it as if you're going to look at who else has offered him, number one, that's super fucking lazy recruiting in my opinion. And I'm so glad that... That was the Dalton Reisner problem. He exactly. told us right at the Senior yeah. Bowl. He's like, they, said, they, he's, they didn't bring me in because they, I wasn't offered by the right people. That's exactly right. Because yeah. we they said, didn't offer him first. Me and Ryan are sitting there. We Now, this is before he's drafted. Mm-hmm. And we say, so Facts. what happened? You're a Colorado guy. What happened? He said, Kansas State offered me. They showed me love. I talked to CSU. CSU... And CU. Uh, well, they talked and to... And CSU, he, yeah. CSU and CU, yeah. CU, uh, now... That's the CU. Uh, you don't want to hear this. Well, you already know this. Right? CU was Bro, the last. I know of, this. They were the last. I of the know. Yeah. Why is one of my guys? I know. I know. I know. I get it. So, I would, you yeah. think I wasn't beating so, the so, table like, so, hey, he's you like, can't lose this kid. He's like, I like CSU, but honestly, they they offered me after Kansas State. They wouldn't give me an official offer until Kansas State did. And then CU was the last one at the table, yeah. and I just didn't feel the love. They weren't even an option. And he shouldn't have. I mean, look. In in the past, they've not known guys' names when they go up there for training. Or for, for visits. I mean, it's been bad. Now, Coach Tucker is totally opposite. This Coach is Tucker is on his deal. shit. Absolutely. He's taking the handcuffs off Coach Shiverini. Coach Shiv can do what he does. Coach Cap is out recruiting his ass off. They've got multiple guys in the room committed. Carson Lee just went there this year. Caden Dudley and Anthony Costanza from Palmer Ridge are both committed to CU. Out of this room, they're both Dungeon family. And they are recruiting their ass off in state. Now... Do you need every kid in state to go to Boulder? No, you fucking do not. And you know what? You don't even need to act like you do. And I'm going to sit here as a Colorado kid and disagree with all the idiots who say, you got to recruit Colorado to be successful. No, you don't. You have to get the guys who want to play at Colorado, who love that place. You can't miss on them. But then there's going to be kids that just want to leave because they've been here for fucking ever and yeah, they don't want to play some here. Some people want to leave. And some right. people don't want to play in the Pac-12. To be completely honest with you, sure. The Pac-12, I didn't go to CU back in the day to play UCLA. I went to CU to play fucking Nebraska and Kansas State and Oklahoma. That's that's right. why I, that's who I grew up watching. So right. this generation is growing up watching the Pac-12, and some guys don't want to play in the Pac-12. Well, if you're a wide receiver, then it's going to be a great school. Oh yeah, but if, at yeah. the same time, though, if you're, if you're a if you're look at look Trey Zoom going to Fossil Ridge, he's going to Oklahoma and Texas A&M this weekend. Okay, he's got offers by Ohio State, Notre Dame, Michigan, Oklahoma, CU, Nebraska, all these fucking places. Parents went to Texas A&M, so there's an obviously a, a niche there. Coach Josh Henson's down at Texas A&M. Their offensive line coach is awesome. Him and I have a really good relationship. Trey just doesn't want to stay in Colorado, and I can't knock the kid for that shit. And like today, I posted a picture of me and Coach Fry, the OC and O-line coach at UCLA, and I'm throwing up the four because I'm a fucking businessman, idiots. All you motherfuckers out there who want to come at me like I'm not the, the guy who bleeds black and gold like better or harder than anybody in Colorado, you're crazy. I'm not accountable to y'all fans. I'm accountable to my kids. And see, you can't bring all of them in, man. It's not feasible. Well, your job, I mean, you don't, you can even just... My job is not sending them to CU and CSU. My job is sending right, them. Right, right. Your job is to create value for the, for the people who come here. And the value that you give them is the opportunity to have them play 
somewhere Absolutely. else, and it doesn't have to be CU. It and doesn't. CSU. And look, if CU and CSU and, and, and aren't, and it has to be honestly, it has to be the best fit. There's probably Absolutely. kids that you knew were great. You knew that they maybe maybe they're fits. clouded at that exactly. position at CU, yep. and they have a chance to go start Facts. somewhere. And you're saying, hey, listen, I would love for you to go to my alma mater, but you could go to Arizona and start this year. And I could give a shit where they go to school too. Like I, it's one thing I tell every right. person that walks in here. I don't care where you go. I already live my dream. That's where I wanted to play. I don't care. And honestly, it puts me in a very good position because the coaches know they can't sway me in any way. And even if they try, I'll tell them to shut the fuck up. It's not happening. And the players know that I don't care. So it makes it very easy for me to do my job. That said, go to 60strength.com. Check it out at 60 Academy on Twitter and Instagram. All right. So we're going to move forward off the 60 quick step. Check out the websites. Um, <clears throat> so our NFC and NFC, our AFC and NFC championship wrap and our Super Bowl 54 preview is brought to you by uh, Sunkiss Denver. Go to at Sunkiss Denver on Instagram. Check it out. All you guys out there looking for Valentine's gifts ideas, you got to check this out. It's a spray tan, or, organic spray tan company. It's freezing outside. None of the ladies want to go lay outside right now, but they want to be tan. So check it out. Sunkiss is at the facility here at 6 0. My beautiful wife, Michelle, runs the business. Please check it out, Sunkiss Denver, uh, at Sunkiss Denver on Instagram. We'll give you a nice discount if you mention the show, McChesney Unchained. Great gift idea, folks, so check it out. All right, so uh, San Francisco rolled Green Bay and ran for over 300 yards. Kansas City rolled Tennessee and uh, stopped Derrick Henry and hold, held him under 100. Now, it's pretty fucking cool that we've got Ben Garland starting at center out of this gym, and we've got Mike Pinnell starting at nose tackle for Kansas City. Mike so, Pinnell's been unbelievable. Mike just, Pinnell and I Ben Garland, no I truly believe that that's the matchup of the game for all meatheads. The center nose tackle matchup. They're two guys, they're both Dungeon family. Yeah, I've Pinnell worked with both extensively. Three, he does, yeah. he does, you're right. Ben also cross-faces a lot to that three-technique, sure, especially sure, on trap. Sure, sure, so sure. with Garland oh, playing coming. Nose, yeah, you're right. Oh, they're you're, coming. They're coming. Zone, they're, they're coming. Yeah, they're coming for right. that hip, baby. You're you're right, right. Mine right. He's, he might exclusively be three That's on either side. That's what I'm saying. Side. He's going right. to be running. Now, you're he did right, a great right. job last week in the gap scheme against Tennessee, and I think he'll do fine against San Francisco's zone scheme. But I literally watched the Packers get ran sideline to sideline, and they couldn't stop it. And they, they play against it every day. LaFleur runs the same zone scheme. Aaron Jones had 19 fucking touchdowns. He killed well, it. You know this what year. the problem was? The problem was was that uh, listen, the problem was that they were moving them pre-snap. Oh yeah. Where they wanted them. The pre-snap motion and so, for San Francisco was incredible. And so they were they were completely off balance. There was no way they were going to stop that. Because they weren't in the right gaps. Because and look, an odd defensive front like Green Bay runs. That's about trying to stop that zone It's scheme. terrible. you got to get downhill on her, and you got to knock the blockers off double teams and combos. you got to get in the backfield and create penetration. He, the one Chris thing Jones that's being right, on that's the field. If Chris Jones can do what Fletcher Cox did to Seattle in the wet wild card game, Seattle's gap scheme, so they're more vertical, but still. If Chris Jones can widen out in that three technique and get up the field hard and not get reached, He's going to stop the the flow, and he's gonna he's gonna compromise the cutback. I personally believe this wholeheartedly. With as good as Mahomes might be, and as good as Tyree Kill is, Kansas City's gonna score some points. The key is going to be: Can Kansas City's offensive line block those motherfuckers up front from San Francisco, which I doubt? And then also, can the defensive interior, can Jones and Mike Pinnell, and whoever the other guy is, can they stop? the zone scheme at the B-gap. 
can Chris Jones stop the zone scheme yeah. and can Mike hold the double team? Yeah. And can they hold up the interior three for San Francisco who have been balling? Balling! You know what I ben think? Ben Garland I, has been killing people in the playoffs. I, you know, he, I, I will say this, too, and, and especially, you know, because San Francisco runs outside zone, too, and, you know, Suggs is is really underrated in this. Suggs, he's a great run stopper. He's he may a, not be able to. He's been play incredible. He, yeah, he's too old to to really get after. But on the pass side, but his if you watch, if you were to just turn this on when everybody goes home tonight, dude, he's a wall on that side. They're not moving him. And look, that's they don't the, they don't move him. If you look at that board over there, we're sitting in six zero studios right now. And we've got a huge board that we watch on our film on, and on the odd front scheme right there. The whole point of Odd Front is you've got these two towers, right? They're just like rooks. Suggs is one rook, and Frank Clark or yeah, D Ford, or not yeah, uh, yeah. D Ford, uh, Frank Clark's the other rook. Yeah, Clark, yeah. And then we got three big guys inside, and they're the wall. And you got a four technique, a zero or one, and another four technique. And those three are trying to eat up blocks and keep the San Francisco linemen on the line of scrimmage so the second and third level can run. So they can stack the box with the safety and play cover one and get downhill in a hurry. Now, if you can stop the run game at the point of attack, it's one thing that the Smith brothers couldn't do last week. Ladarius and Smith and Preston, they were trying to move them all over the place. There was a ton of times where Ladarius playing Mike Linebacker totally out of position, and they were just seeming the fuck out of him. Now, if Suggs and Clark can hold edges, if Suggs can stop the tackle and the guards running into the tackle and the center's running into the guard and the guards running into the center and they can't climb. That's exactly what I was going to say. Fucked. They, right. They're fucked. They're not going to be able to win the game. What's crazy is this dude is super, you know, I, I mean, you don't – a lot of coaches want to coach on the outside uh, this kind of one-hand technique and run where you have yeah. control yeah, 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 and no, you have this free hand. Free. And, and it's easy to say, to tell somebody to do that until there's a guy – Matt size. Yeah, it, it's, really, it's really hard to hold one arm right. and hold the point. But Suggs is using one arm and holding Suggs the point. Suggs is a fucking man-child. It's, it's, it's like insane, dude. But look, Terrell Suggs signing with Kansas City when he did, I could see, just like I thought last year that Gronkowski and Trent Brown were the reason New England won. I thought that was they were the reason they beat San Diego or, or L.A. in the playoffs in the divisional round. I thought it was the reason that they fucking mopped up Kansas City and Arrowhead last year. They couldn't stop them. Trent Brown and Gronkowski were trade yeah. blocking the fucking Christ out they of people. They were. They were. They were just running were. behind them the whole game. And if yeah. you watch the Super Bowl, they were destroying the defensive ends and outside linebackers for the Rams. They couldn't stop them. The only touchdown in the whole game is Sony Michelle off of Trent Brown's ass. I thought Trent Brown and Gronkowski should have split the MVP. Now, that said, I think Terrell Suggs could have equally as big of an impact in this game. If they put Suggs front side and make him the point and say, your only job in this game is to stop zone action at right. you. I don't care if you rush the passer. I don't give a fuck about any of that. And then they put Jones on the backside. And one thing that a lot of teams have been doing, that we watch this in the, in the lab all the time, is on the backside they've been putting, instead of a five technique where he's outside shade of the tackle and the B-gap's open, They've been running a lot of, like, nine technique. Terrell Suggs will be in a nine. And then you'll have a four-eye, so he's in the B-gap, but he's playing the tackle, which changed points and it changed who the point man is and who the drive man is in double teams. Then you have the backside as a one technique in the gap. So it's a four-eye and a one technique tilt, so you got a hip showing to the guard, too. So now you're automatically gang calling because you can't climb. The guard right. can't help the tackle right. and the center. So you automatically have the game call, and then you put Chris Jones backside in a three or a four-eye, 
And now you can't cut back. You just tell them to penetrate. Exactly. Yeah. You say, yeah, Jones, yeah. You, you the four-eye and the two-eye front side, you guys two-gap and hold it up. That's right. Suggs, get up the field and stop flow. Chris Jones, go fucking make a play. Right. Get in the backfield and, and create havoc so when they try this cutback shit that they killed the Packers with, because the Packers have a, a bunch of true two-gappers. 95 right. and 94 are just two big white guys who are two gapping. They're not fucking making plays. They, they're one step, they're fucking one step away from playing guard. How do I know that? So all I'm saying is if they can do this and they can slow down the running game, not stop it. They ain't going to stop it. Right, right, if they can right. hold them to three and a half yards a clip instead of six yards a clip, right. they're going to put the game in Garoppolo's hands on third down. That's what they want. And that's what they want. Yeah. And then you can bracket cover you can bracket cover Kittle and you yeah, can Yeah, honey are playing free. Exactly. Just running exactly. around. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. It, that's the fucking that's the big time like issue with this game, in my opinion, that Kansas City doesn't have to deal with because Kansas City has Pat Mahomes. And Mahomes can run and he can get out of the pocket. And Mahomes makes it. The tackles for Kansas City, in my opinion, are awesome. Fisher's a fucking great player. And Schwartz is about as good as it gets. He's the best right He's tackle best I've right seen play in a long yeah. time. Yeah. That fucking guy's awesome. The interior three, though, in my opinion, are replaceable. And I would not be surprised. And I am i can't believe I'm about to say this, but when the Broncos don't re-sign 60, Connor McGovern, like a bunch of fucking morons, and they let him go to Kansas City for 8 to $10 million a year, and we have to play him for four more years... Connor's going to be happier than a pig and shit. You can't develop talent and then let it fucking leave all the time and then want a good offensive line play. You better resign this guy. It's pretty well, fucking dumb that you're not. You know, with line play, it's a developmental game. It has to, and he's a worker. And, he's and in here all the guys, time busting his ass during the season. You don't want that? Those are the guys that you have to, you have to, you develop linemen and you And then sign. let them leave. And yeah. they always do it. They did it with Schofield, Tyson Burlow, Ben Garland. They're going to do it with McGovern. They, they did it with Paris. They're going to do it with everybody. Well, and sometimes they, you know, sometimes there's a ceiling too. I think a lot of times, but he's not going to hit that. It's there's not going to. It's no not going to be like a Rodney Hudson deal. Well, remember, remember Hudson was going to go out and get the record center deal, so yeah, the Chiefs true. let him go. But this isn't one of those no. situations. That Connor's still going to get disrespected. But right. he's the, he's the only guy in the NFL over the last three years to start at multiple both guards and center, and he's only missed one game. And he's, he's on the field all the time. He's a worker. I'm not trying to change the subject. I just would not be surprised at all if the fucking yeah. Chiefs make him yeah. priority. Because after they lost Mitch Morris to Buffalo, they've had an issue at center in both guards. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Well, they're injured all the time. Exactly. Too. So yeah. you get yeah. McGovern in. He's he's versatile. He's agile. And he can play guard. And he's and he never hurt. hurt. Right. That's there what you you're looking yeah. for. And I don't know why Denver would let him leave. But we'll we'll see what happens. Please fucking resign. They, I mean, they're, gonna, they're about Dalton to have Reisner. like $80 million yeah, exactly. in cap space. Ask Reisner if he wants Goner back. Yeah, that's the fucking right answer. Yes. So, I think that this game comes down to, it's more, in my opinion, this year, Mahomes against Garoppolo, Kelsey against Kittle, Jones and and, and uh, Jones and Clark against Armstead, Buckner, oh, and Bosa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think that, like, the guys on the other side of the, Tyron Mathau against Richard Sherman, not because they're all playing against each other, but because if Sherman makes a play, the Honey Badger's got to go make one. Right. If, if Mahomes right. throws right. a touchdown right. and does something sick, Garoppolo can't just be like, well, we're going to run the ball and control it, and we're just going to score points. It's not going to work like that in this game, bro. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. better go out and do something special, too. If Kelsey is going to go you know off what? What and, and noticed... go for 10 and three touchdowns, Kittle's got to go off and go nine for two touchdowns and got to be blocking the fuck out of people. Well, they only passed the ball eight times last time. And week. this is my point. So I, I don't know, think they know. can win like that. Well, here's here's the one question that I had 
So two you know, fucking these... weeks and Kansas City's not going to be and, and Spags isn't going to be able to come up with a I way know, to stop that, the run. I know that's what's. You don't crazy. think that they're going to be firing guys in gas Here, and gas and fucking the... doing crazy shit? They have nothing to lose. Fuck it. Here, here's the thing: is that, and this is this is my question to you, is pretty much the San Francisco 49ers all year have just not blitzed. I mean, I think they're like. They're like 28th in blitz percentage. So they they're don't, one of the worst blitz yeah, teams. Yeah. They don't send blitz because they don't need to. They have four guys that get to the quarterback. Now, here's Monsters. my thing. No matter how good you get to the quarterback, though, if Patrick Mahomes breaks contain with four guys, is, doesn't he just sit there forever? Because that's what I've seen. Anytime you play, they're, they're a cover three team that blitzes four guys. Tennessee got fucked last week doing I mean, it. He I just walked down the sideline into the volume zone. I know. Look, this is how I feel about this. There are certain teams in the NFL that play 11 on 11. And Kansas City's one of them. The fucking 49ers are not one of them. And when, and when the I Patriots say, slow them down, I always see the Patriots are just playing the Chiefs' man. Well, and they're doing exactly. exotic they blitzes and they're trying I to. I don't think San Francisco can do that. They don't have Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. And sure, I know sure, Garoppolo's sure. played well. But I want to see if Garoppolo, if they, look. He can do it. If he can fucking sit there and go, we're down by two touchdowns. We can't run the ball anymore, and it is time. It's time to go and see if I'm worth all this fucking bread. And when it comes down to it, bro, I think Garoppolo is going to shrivel. And I don't think he'll shrivel. I think he could play terrible and not have a good stat line and still win the Super Bowl. I think if his stat line is 30 for 45, I think they lose by two touchdowns. I think if his stat line is 18 for 20. So you don't think this is a a, a Trent Dilfer or a Brad Johnson quarterback win, Super Bowl win? No. I I don't think the San Francisco's defense is as dominant as people think it is. Really? You think think Tennessee is better? No, not necessarily. I think this is what I think. I think that San Francisco's pass rush is really elite. Right. And they are great up front, no doubt. But... But they are suspect at the linebacker level, and Kelsey abuses linebackers. Okay, abuses safety, and they are a suspect at the safety level too. I don't like their safeties. I like them in the system they play, cover one with Sherman making plays. But I think that all the motion and two weeks off and Andy Reid, I think he's going to expose Richard Sherman too. Richard Sherman's not going to be able to just play bubble cover three the whole time. And that's not a knock on him. He's yeah. that's his position. That's what he plays. Sure. I think Darrell Reeves spouting off talking about how Darrell so, or like Richard Sherman is a fucking position. So are you, dickhead. I played with you in New York. You're the worst fucking teammate that a guy could ask for. You're totally you were a man corner. If we play zone, you suck. So everybody is everybody is as good as the situation you put him in. I think that San Francisco is going to look at, across the, the field this week and Dude, did they who they play this year? They played Aaron Rodgers twice, but Aaron isn't Pat Mahomes. Aaron's they played not, Russ. They, they had a problem with they, it. They they had they almost lost to Seattle twice. Yeah, yeah. They were six inches away from losing to the Seahawks. Right. So I personally believe that yeah, they may have had opportunities to play against athletic quarterbacks, but they didn't they haven't played Mahomes. Yeah. And the last time that Garoppolo and this unit played against Mahomes in that unit, Garoppolo got his ACL torn and his head ripped off in the Arrowhead last year. And the San Francisco 49ers got fucking sh- destroyed. They really did. They got they fucking really worked at the beginning of last year. So I, mean, I, you I know, think when that Mahomes I, I think is going to look at this as an opportunity to solidify his greatness. I think the journey 
has been the Chiefs had to they had to go to Foxborough and win. They had to go to Baltimore and win. Um, early in the season, they beat Baltimore. I mean, they were up by 18 going into the fourth quarter. Yep. They beat up Tennessee in the playoffs. You know, Houston, uh, I mean, man, I just, you know, they came to Denver in, in a in crazy environment they usually have struggle in, and even if they win close, and I mean, kind of blew the doors off of the Broncos here. I just, these guys, I, you know, if you talk about building – um, scar tissue, I just think the Chiefs is a lot thicker than the 49ers. My thing is... I do too. You know, I, I just don't think the NFC has been very tough this year. You know, I, just, I think a team like Dallas, who everyone thought was super talented and all this, I think they would have struggled in any AFC division. Um, you know, I think the Packers weren't great. I mean, the Broncos should have beat the Packers. Uh, I mean, if you know... The, the, the Packers, in my opinion, were... Look, I thought that the the Niners got real lucky playing Minnesota and Green Bay. They missed out. They didn't have to play Seattle. They didn't have to play New Orleans. They didn't have to play Philly. I think if they would have played any of those three teams, they could have lost the game easily. I think that New Orleans could have beat them, especially in, in the second time around in Levi's. And I truly believe that if Seattle would have this, got them in the s- NFC title game. New Orleans, Kansas City is a better Super Bowl. Uh, I like the Super Bowl matchup. I yeah. love I love the Super Bowl matchup, but New Orleans Kansas City would have been fifty been, to forty seven. Right, right, that would have been awesome. Right. This could be fifty to forty seven, because Kansas City's been known to fucking get gashed now. Let's be real; they've been sure. playing better against the run lately. I mean, not in about eight weeks, but yeah, but, I mean, yeah. But I'm I'm I can't sure. look I can't look you at can't the Tennessee not, game. Right. I can't sure. take it into account here, in any way, shape, or form. I can't even watch the film. Tennessee's gap scheme, one-step vertical, Derrick Henry, go fucking roll somebody's ass, hit the gap, and go. San Francisco is lateral, five steps, then vertical, and it's all cutback-based and all misdirection and tons of motion. I mean, they have misdirection inside their – I mean, they have – I saw this play where they're running – they've got a – pretty much they have a jet coming on the right side here. they got a – Wide receiver lined up inside. They called jet on on uh, ready set, and they snap it. They go play action inside, and then so hard to stop. Uh, and then the fullback actually crashes inside like he's lead blocking. It's the wrap at, block. Yeah. At the last yep. second, the fullback pulls out, wraps around <laughs> the end, and then he's giving it to the jet now. And you, you got a lead look, blocker. And then all that motion sets up the defense. They take oh. two steps and then the linemen have all oh, gone lateral. Exactly. Right. Looks, and just then they just impossible. steal vertical and there's a fucking huge oh. lane for coming. And, and then you, and, it, and it's a, it's, it's, it's Kyle Zhufik, whatever the, however you say his Juszczyk. last name, Yushek, who's the best fullback in the NFL, probably has been his whole career. And he, he got a one-on-one with him in a nickel corner or something. And the corner's there. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's just headhunting him. Now I'm going to ask yeah. this question. I got three questions for you before we wrap up episode 62. Of McChesney Unchained on the DNVR.com podcast network. Check it out. Brandon Spano, the boss man, and your boy Matt McChesney here in 60 Studios. Check out 60Strength.com and ask 60 Academy. All right, three questions. Number one, how disgusted are you that Kyle Shanahan didn't get hired? It you really know, he, fucking bothers I me. I talked bro. to it so, pisses so me off. I'll give you some info. I talked to I someone. I like Vance, but this makes me, it makes me. Like, when I'm I watching him in the too. Super Bowl this weekend, I, I was watching him in the AC Town game, and I'm like, he should be wearing orange and blue and I talked to somebody at Joe the Ellis time right in, in the Broncos headquarters. Okay, I'm very much in the know here. And, um, 
what he told me was, hey, this, you have to understand, this isn't just a Ellis thing or an Elway thing or a, like this is, you got to understand that there's many people around the organization because the, the, a lot of these employees have been working there for a long time that have a Shanahan issue. What a lot of people don't know is that Mike didn't leave on great terms here. There was a lot of people that had Mike Shanahan issues. There was a big culture issue by the time that he was done here. Well, Mike and, Shanahan, the GM, totally screwed over Mike Shanahan, the coach. And and Pat Bolin, I mean, Pat, remember Pat Bolin was crying when he fired him, right? But he had to get rid of him because... Because Mike Shanahan was toxic for the organization. I think that for a lot of people in that building that were still there, you know, I don't think that they were going to allow a Shanahan to come in well, there. Well, we should fucking team. fire them, too. And, and, and Mike would have been around a lot. Mike, ha dude, you got to realize, Mike is around. Who gives a shit? Uh, I, They're I, in the fucking Super Bowl. Know, Let's go. I, I'm just telling Put the zone scheme back listen, and fucking get there, over everybody's emotional bullshit. Let's there, go win some games. There is a human element to it, is all Fucking human element. What a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Speaking of human elements, Antonio Brown, go. Antonio Brown, man, you know, what Antonio Brown fuck? is a guy that I think, um, you know, I really try to understand the why, why people do things. And, you know, mental health, something we were just well, talking about. Well, you right? know, not only that, but I mean, what I see when I see Antonio Brown is I see a guy that's alone, Matt. He's alone. Yep. I see a guy that he doesn't have good friends and family. He has people that were his yes men. Throwed everybody he, away. He, he has people that were. You know, like, he's a guy that you go to his wedding and just all the wives people are there and you're like, where's your, this guy doesn't have any people? Where's his fucking people? You know, um, it's just, it's like his three best friends and that's it for yeah. him. You're like, where's his guy? Three guys Where, Right, where's his people at? Um, so, you know, he's a guy that I, I don't think feel has sorry that. For him. And, uh, well, there's something going on there. Like, I still listen, don't feel sorry listen, for him, in order, in order for you to, he, he clearly thinks that what he's doing is right and everyone else is wrong. Do you know how... That's the epitome of insanity. I, well, he's got mental issues, for no sure. No shit! He needs help, man. He needs help. I mean, Antonio he Brown help, took man. a first ballot Hall of Fame career and threw it in the I, fucking toilet. And pissed in it. And, per <laughs> and pissed in it. Let <laughs> himself on fire. Exactly. I, and then I, jumped off a balcony. I mean, <laughs> it was... Face first. Yeah. Like, in How High, where he lights himself <laughs> on fire and jumps out the window. Yeah. Ah! And he gets ran over by the bus. <laughs> I mean, that's right. Hey, I lived! Wop! So right. my thing is, like, look, man, I just, karma's a bitch, bro. Karma's a fucking bitch, Antonio. That's all I have to say. And I hope you get healthy mentally, and I hope you figure this out. But I wouldn't sign that fucking guy to an XFL team. No shot. He can't play no well, more, dude. Maybe to an XFL team. Maybe. Only if you can fight. Think about this. How I'm cool sure he can be? run the shit out of a How nine How fucking still. cool would it be? If you got, like, in the XFL, and I would love the NFL to do this, but they only ever will, obviously. If the XFL, if, like, the left guard and the middle linebacker got into it, and I was like, yeah, let's fucking go! Drop like your helmet and just start beating the shit out of each other. And then I got a three-minute major, and you don't have a left guard and you don't have a middle linebacker for three minutes. That would be so awesome. Yeah, I'd fucking watch. Are you going to watch the XFL? Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, watch the yeah, shit I'll out of it, man. February I mean, there's already, I've already seen some players getting signed. I'm like, oh yeah, they signed. Cool, yeah. I'll watch. <laughs> this guy yeah, was good like five it. years yeah, ago yeah, in the yeah, league. Fuck. Exactly. Yeah. Like, hey, somebody can't do anything but play football. Here we go. All right. Lastly, Eli Manning, first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, oh man. Why didn't you just say Hall of Famer? Nope. That could answer that. Nope, easily. nope, nope. Daddy's first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, I don't think he, I don't think he's gonna. Oh boy. Here's the thing with Eli. 
is that Eli... You actually think a two-time Super Bowl MVP named Manning isn't getting uh, in on his first ballot? You're fucking crazy. Yeah, he, he's probably going to first ballot. He's going to be probably a first ballot. Probably my ass. He's, he's getting he's in first, first ballot. ballot. He's a 100%. First Here's the thing is that it's like... Listen, you don't tell the story of the NFL without Eli Manning. And some people say that against a guy that's like a fringe guy. It's like, you can't tell it without BoJack. Well, you kind of can. Like, Eli, you really can't. You Eli can. is He like, upset the fucking team that was undefeated. E- Eli's like David and Goliath. He's fucking David. Yep. Except he killed Goliath twice. Twice! Thank you, yeah. Eli. <laughs> I'm saying you made my Super Bowl Sunday yeah. really good yeah. twice when I got yeah. to walk and go, ha, 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 they lost again. That's right, that's right, that's right. So, uh, legend. so, so legend. La- lastly, uh, we'll put a bow on... Episode 62 uh, here at Six Zero Studios. Check out SixZeroStrength.com. While my kid's running routes out there. While Meech is out there getting routes in with Coach TJP, our uh, our quarterback coach. It's been a great show. Incredible coach. Thank you to the fucking boss, man. You don't give him enough love. TJP, he's the man. TJ Patterson is a fucking man. He's he's a quarterback up at CU. We just actually hired Alex Kelly, who played center up there at CU. He's going to help us out on the weekends. Uh, Evan Worthington is one of our safety and skills coaches in here who played safety up at CU. So we we try and keep the circle tight. Uh, as they say, this circle, this circle. Um, uh, I am Matt McChesney. That is the boss man, Brandon Spano. Remember, you can check out everything at thednvr.com. Go check out the website. It's incredible. Andre, hats off for all the hard work you do back in the studio. Thank you very you much. Do you have a prediction before we get out of here? Yes. Okay. Super Bowl 54 prediction. Go, boss man. Uh, I'm going to go Kansas City 34, uh, San Francisco 21. 34-21 Kansas City. I'm going to go 34-21 okay. I am Kansas going City. to go 33-31. Last play of the game, wow. field goal, San Francisco. Oh, wow. Kansas City. I, I mean. I, For, 40 yards to finish at 33-31, down 30-31 driving. And I and this sucks, and I, I hate would that assume I'm about all to say Chiefs this. fans would say I deserve that for being a yeah. Chiefs fan. Like, yep. like that, that's, that's what's going to happen to you. That's how that's they would what feel. Chiefs fans get it, right? And not that's, only that, but I think that the fans. last play of this season will be ended on a pass interference call, and it'll oh. it'll put San Francisco in position to win the game on a pass interference call, and they'll fucking. They'll go upstairs and it'll be this massive review and everybody will, and they won't change it and it'll be blatant fucking pass interference or they will change it and it won't be pass interference and the world will erupt. Okay, so so one last one. Pat Mahomes right now is is on his way to one of the greatest postseasons of all time. He ha- eight touchdowns, no picks. Does he throw a pick in the Super Bowl no, or does he I finish think he, perfect? I think he goes four touchdowns and and they they lose thirty. Three thirty-one. Okay, so no picks still. No, they go four. He goes four touchdowns, no picks, but I think he fumbles twice. So (laughs) no picks, but he can fumble twice easy because that's that D line is going to be all over his ass. So, and if that happens, then. I should be fucking sitting in Vegas right now counting fucking money, okay? I am Matt McChesney. That is episode 62. Right, Thanks guys. for listening, Thanks, folks. Man. Go yeah. on the uh, the iTunes platform on all the podcasting, and you can check it out, McChesney Unchained there. And then also at the DNVR Unchained on Twitter, and then obviously at thednvr.com. I am Matt McChesney. That is the boss man, Brandon Spano. We're out, folks. Thanks for listening.